0: Coming up on Does America, Glenn Beck is here to tell us how the left never lets a crisis go to waste. I'm not usually one to cover Nicki Minaj adjacent stories, but it's 2021 and everything is all screwed up anyway. So we'll do that. And President Trump's top military man is all over the news feeds today with rumors that he circumvented the president's cabinet in dealing with China. If true, this could obviously be a horrific precedent to set. So let's do General Milley.
1: Does America.
0: I think kind of the best case scenario is you don't know the names of any of the generals. That's kind of the world I want to live in. Because you have, and you think about it, you're like, wait a minute, you don't want to know the name of incredible war heroes? Well, I, well, I want to know their name, but their name kind of signifies we had to go through the war. Ideally, you never know these guys. They go, they do their job, they do it well. And you never hear a word from them because you're not in a destructive war that they need to be heroic in or they're not screwing everything up behind the scenes. We're kind of in that second. Well, you know, actually, I guess we're in both worlds right now because we are kind of screwing wars up as well. This uh, situation in particular though, goes back to the Trump administration at the end of the Trump administration. And it kind of gives a uh, really odd a, a spotlight on where we're going as a country, I think. And I want to get into why that is, but I think we need to get you caught up as to what is going on with the story and what the background is. Um, there was a sense at the end of the Trump administration uh, from many people in uh, leadership, military leadership, that the president had was so angry about how the election went. And then, of course, we had the January 6th thing. He was going to go off his rocker and do something crazy with the military. That's kind of the the idea that has been presented in a new book uh, by Bob Woodward and Robert Costa. Um, Let me give you an example of what they were talking about that led up to these uh, arrangements. First of all, we have this. Milley's fear that Trump could do something unpredictable came from experience. Right after Trump lost the election, Milley discovered the president had signed a military order to withdraw all troops from Afghanistan by January 15, 2021, before he left the White House. The memo had been secretly drafted by two Trump loyalists. No one on the national security team knew about it. According to the book, the memo was eventually nullified, but Milley could not forget that Trump had done an end run around his top military advisors. So you see, that's kind of the state of play, right? First of all, obviously, um, it's very possible that Donald Trump, who wanted to pull out of Afghanistan the entire time he was in office, um, just said, you know what, in a moment said, I want to get out of there before I know Biden's going to keep us in there forever. I want us out of there. It's possible he said that. But as we see, it didn't wind up going anywhere. And that's the case over and over again. People report these things that Donald Trump said in an offhanded way, but it didn't go anywhere. We know that Donald Trump ran on pulling out of Afghanistan as soon as he got into office, but what happened when he got into office? He was able to get a fuller picture of the information around him. He talked to the, the, the military leadership around him and he decided to wait a little while. That's what Trump did over and over again in these situations. The idea here is that he was out of control because he was so angry about the election and how it turned out. So was he going to do something super duper crazy? Because we saw how well a, a pullout went in August. If you moved that up to January, that would have been crazy, say, says military leadership. Well, what happened next, I think, is really where these problems with General Milley uh, prop, uh, crop up from today's sort of story. Because, you know, there's been issues with him before. I mean, he's the guy that was on TV saying like, hey, I think we should learn about white rage. You know, he's a guy that's that's had problems um, recently anyway. And now you're kind of understanding why, because he was doing all sorts of strange things behind the scenes. This is uh, uh, from the uh, Washington Post story about the book. Uh, Again, the book is Bob Woodward and Robert Costa. Now, Woodward is... Look, Woodward is obviously a really famous journalist. He's broken a lot of big stories over the years. He's also had some problems with the facts over the years. It's been a mixed bag with Bob Woodward. Robert Costa is a guy who used to be, I believe, at National Review. Um, So he kind of came, he was a reporter there for a time and has been at the Washington Post. So uh, he's not a conservative reporter per se, but he's at least familiar with the conservative arguments on things. At least you can, you can say that. Um, and he's done some very good reporting uh, previously. Um, so this is what uh, the, the story says about this particular incident with um, General Milley and China and what was going on behind the scenes as the Trump administration came to an end. General Lee, this is a quote from... Uh, Uh, reportedly by General Milley talking to General Lee uh, in China. I want to assure you that the American government is stable and everything is going to be okay. Milley told him. We are not going to attack or conduct any kinetic operations against you. Now, that one in particular, you could argue isn't a terrible, terrible quote. Right. You could argue it's not a terrible quote because, uh, okay, look, we're not. I just want to make sure you know we're stable. That's an okay thing, I guess, to communicate. You're not really giving anything away here. We're not about to attack. I don't think China should be under the impression we're always about to attack. So maybe you give them a a bit of a break on that one. I don't know. In the book's account, Milley went so far as to pledge he would alert his counterpart in the event of a U.S. attack. This is where it really goes off the rails. Stressing that the rapport they established through a back channel, General Lee, you and I have known each other now for five years. If we're going to attack, I'm going to call you ahead of time. It's not going to be a surprise. That's a real problem. We can all agree that is a real, real problem there's a little thing you do in warfare. If you're going to attack someone, you try not to alert them before it occurs. They tend to be a lot less successful if they know when they're coming. They are able to defend against them. They are able to hit you at a weak point. This is the last thing you want to be doing, of course, uh, if you're a general trying to defeat an adversary. So like this is a, the all sorts of things are here. If this is true, you're talking about a person who is abdicating their duty, who is uh, doing something that is completely against the interests of the United States. So is it true? This little nugget from Axios, I think, is pretty interesting. Even some of his friends are cringing over his Millie's extensive and high profile scenes in all these books and perceptions that he's participated on deep background with multiple authors. Ah. A real problem leaker here. This is the key because all this information, we can talk about whether it's true or not or whether it's framed the right way or not. But the information seems to come from Millie himself. And that is as close to a confirmation as we'll probably ever see. There's a lot for us to learn, of course. We don't really know what Milley will say to defend himself yet. That is coming. We're going to get investigations and hearings about all of this. There's a little preview of of the defense from Milley and his counterparts from Jennifer Griffin over at Fox News. Quote, Pentagon officials uh, say that General Milley did not try to insert himself in the chain of command regarding the launch of nuclear weapons. But he made sure everyone knew what their roles were and what they weren't. They reviewed the, the lawful launch procedures following the Pelosi phone call. Pelosi called to basically say, I think Trump's crazy. What are you going to do to stop him from firing nukes? And then she slurped on herself. By the way, Nancy Pelosi sucks pens, available now. NancyPelosiSucksPen.com. I am told that General Milley had two routine calls with his Chinese counterpart and more than a dozen calls with NATO allies after January 6th to reassure them the U.S. government was stable and to reassure China that the U.S. did not plan a surprise attack an effort to avoid misunderstanding. So that's the nice framing of the story. Uh, There's already been pushback from people inside the White House and inside the administration and inside the military saying "Eh, that's not really how it went down. Let's be honest about it. Milley also strategized with Nancy Pelosi, as I mentioned, about what to do about the president who they both agreed on the call. They just a transcript of the call in the book. They both agreed the president was crazy. Now, the worst version of this story is aiding and abetting a potential enemy, an adversary. If we were about to attack and General Milley gave China a heads up, that's treason. I mean, I don't think there's any question about it. I don't know if there's a more pure definition than alerting our enemies before we go to war. The best version of this story is he's trying to calm an unstable enemy. And if there was somehow a reason that we did attack attack China, which I don't think there's any reason to believe we're about to do or were about to do, Milley, uh, maybe he could argue, wouldn't make that call. He calls up China. He says, oh, yeah, well, we'll let you know if we're going to attack you. But he's not actually going to do it. Now, you might say, I don't believe that at all. But I can tell you this. You should be hoping for it. That is definitely what we can all hope for, because this guy still has the freaking job. And he's going to continue holding the freaking job from the Washington Post, quote, Biden says he has great confidence in Milley after book reveals top general featuring featuring Trump conferred with China to avert war. This is so short sighted from Biden. You know, I, I, think about this. Here's a guy who basically can't get through two sentences without uttering the word pancake in some unrelated way that he's just like, his mind's just drifting off to IHOP in the middle of every conversation. You don't want your generals running your administration. That's not how this is supposed to work. You elect a president to be commander in chief, and they make these decisions. It, it doesn't matter how crazy you think that guy is if you think he's crazy you can resign you can go for the 25th amendment you can do all sorts of different things Well, you can't do this now as much as we might want to chalk this up to trump derangement syndrome which is tempting it's a lot bigger than that it's a rise of a new attitude on the left it's basically screw it this is too important just get it done it's a complete abandonment of all process that's a huge problem with millie it was screw it this guy's crazy. Go around him with a vaccine mandate. It's you know, screw it. I know we said we didn't have the authority. Do it anyway. With the eviction ban, it's screw it. I, I know the Supreme Court said we couldn't do it. But you know what? Get it done anyway. And on and on and on and on. These things keep happening over and over again. There's a reason we have a constitutional rule of law. There's a reason we have a military chain of command. These aren't things that should need to be explained in the year twenty twenty one. If these reports are true, Milley went around the Constitution and ran a parallel foreign policy operation, positioned himself to make himself look good, and then meticulously leaked the details to author after author after author. Too many people think way too highly of themselves these days. Mark Milley convinced himself he was smarter than half the country that put Donald Trump in office. We elected the president, not Mark Milley. And whether it's Trump, Biden, Pelosi, or Millie, the Constitution is bigger than any one person.
1: Does
0: so, do you like to have a great snack sometime in the day, or 12 or 15 times during a day? And you want something delicious, but you don't want to necessarily pack on the pounds doing it. Got a great, new, uh, great uh, idea for you. It's called a built bar. Built Bars, recommended to me long ago by my wonderful wife, who somehow, I don't know, she's on Instagram like 24 hours a day, so I guess she saw them there, and she decided to try them, and ever since that day, there's been a box of Built Bars, or two, or three, or four, in my refrigerator the entire time. She likes them chilled. Make sure you chill them. That's what she says. Chill them coconut, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, cookies and cream, and more. They have nine flavors. So you can get the mixed box, get all of them, try them all, and then you can buy you know, a box of all one flavor if you love that flavor so much. Built Bars have 18 grams of protein, 180 calories or less, uh, four or five grams of sugar, net carbs are really low as well. Basically, no matter what diet you're on, they fit, and that's, that's a great, uh, great idea. You can get rid of that sweet tooth and still be healthy. Built Bars are available now at Built.com. That's right. You don't even have to. It used to be, I think, builtbar.com probably still is, too. But built.com will save you those extra letters. Built.com. Promo code is Stu15. Save 15% off your first order. Make sure to use that promo code Stu15 because that's how they know you like this stupid show. Plus, you'll save 15% off at built.com. It's built.com. Well, it's Wednesday, and that means Glenn Beck joins us. We're very excited about this. Of course, the show, 9 p.m. Eastern tonight, Weaponizing Crisis, Exposing the Hidden Hand after January 6. Make sure you tune into that. It's right after this program on blazetv.com slash Stu.
1: Glenn, welcome to the program. Yeah. Well It's a wonderful mug. It's very good. And whoops, yeah. I spilled. I'm sorry, huh? Stu, I didn't mean no. to it's just such a great mug sometimes. Yeah, you turned turn it upside oh, yeah. down, and now, yeah, now it's, it's supposed to get. be facing towards the camera. of Taliban people. Taliban Joe, Taliban Joe, uh, person of the year, Taliban Joe, which is nice. Uh, you know, it's not human being, greatest human being that's ever walked the face of the earth, but it's, you know. Is that, are you going to win that? I'm going to win that. Yeah. I think that, that's a pending, it's pending. <laughs> it's now. pending. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's cute, person of the year. You know, whatever. Whatever. Hey, hey look, yeah.
0: I don't know and, that Joe yeah.
1: created and accomplished all those things, but he's
0: done a good job. He's done a good job. For right. the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to be and doing a good job for us. He's done a
1: good job. If it were opposite term, <laughs> yeah. you know, where your entire term, mm-hmm. you do the opposite of what an American president. He'd be a shoe in for the greatest opposite president ever. Yeah,
0: I mean, like some presidencies end in collapse maybe he's doing a Benjamin Button situation <laughs> where he's starting with the collapse, collapse and then he's going to get better as he gets as it goes on don't think so don't think don't so, think either. so. Yeah, maybe don't he'll get so. younger too yeah. <laughs> and maybe he'll end can't as a can't get child. much older no he cannot, he cannot. <laughs> um let's uh let's start with um the Milley situation yeah Are, is this at all surprising to you that he's doing these things behind the back of the president of the United States
1: all of this is surprising <laughs> to me. I'm the guy who said mm. this kind of stuff was gonna happen, and all of it is still shocking to me. It's still shocking to me. Yeah. I mean, do we even have a constitution anymore, really? Millie's not obeying the constitution. That's completely brave. Everything that I said, I you know how we all feel about Afghanistan. I hated the fact that we did what we did in Afghanistan. But last week or the week before. I got on the air and I said, one good thing that came out of it is no one. The Marines, the people, the 82nd Airborne, they were there. Mm-hmm. They could have easily said, shut your pie hole. We're going out and we're saving these people. They didn't. They didn't. They respected the chain of command. The guy who spoke out, he put his, uh, his rank down on the table, said, I quit. This, is, this was wrong. That's the way it's supposed to happen. We what good is a constitution if it means nothing? People say, though, process doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: oh my God. Uh, people say I, I mean I hear all the time, even from, I think, the right sometimes that, look, we've been playing it with it within these rules. It's not
1: working for us. We need we to change things. We haven't played the rules. We haven't. No one has lived by the rules. And I'm talking about the big rules, yeah. not political rules. Right. The big rules. Political rules. What are they? They're just to win. That's what that's that's what the GOP is for. That's Mm -hmm. what the Democrats are for. Ideology doesn't matter. It's how do we win the next election? Those aren't rules. That's a way to win. We're talking rules. We're talking moral, ethical, constitutional rules. You can't. uh, We are just working on a chalkboard for a show that's coming up. You can't um, do things that you don't have the power personally to do, okay? For instance, let's start with uh, just, you know, do I have a right to kill somebody? Well, yes, it's if my life is right? uh, at stake and sure. I fear for my life or the life of others, but I can't just go shoot someone, right. okay? I can't, do I have a right to have a citizen's arrest? Yes until the authorities come, okay? Mm-hmm. Which I've given my power to the government, my rights to, to judge and have a jury system. I've given all of that to the government. Everybody is saying the government is here to protect us. No, it's not. The government is here to protect our rights. And the minute a government says we have to do these things because Donald Trump, the Taliban, uh, COVID, you should be very very worried because their job according to the constitution uh, and the and the uh, and the declaration of independence governments are instituted among men to protect these rights my life isn't as important as my children's future rights that's why we have wars and we're willing to sacrifice ourselves that's why we cry over the flag that's why... Because it represents something. Freedom. And those rights, we have all agreed, are worth more than sometimes 100,000, 500,000, 600,000 American lives. Because those rights are more important than the people that have them. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it and is. right now, we're saying, no, 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 no. Those rights are... If I have something that I disagree with, I'm forget about that. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to protect you. No, no, you're not. Well, that is exactly,
0: I think, what's happening with the vaccine mandates, right? Yes. We have something that the government thinks is important, let's just say. They think it's really important. They think it's going uh, to improve things for the country. And so they say, well... We think it's really important. Therefore, OSHA can just implement this across the entire economy. And there's no constitutional backing
1: for that. You don't have that. General Milley is the same way. Mm. I think the president's crazy, so I will take it upon myself. No, you don't have the right to do that. You do have the right to go and meet with a cabinet and say, guys, I think we should get together. This guy is crazy. He's out of control. He's senile whatever it is. Right. But that's the way you do it. <laughs> you use that example. You... I can't think <laughs> of anybody that might be having pudding
0: right now. But that would be your argument, right? Your argument yes. would not be that a general now should look at Joe Biden, c- come to the conclusion that he's senile, and then go and do a
1: separate foreign policy. It, you can't. That's what's happening. That's what's been happening with the State Department. The State Department doesn't care who's elected. They just do what they do because they know better. no. This government was instituted by the people to protect our rights and our rights to express ourselves through the government.
0: Um, While we're on the State Department, can we get an update on how things are going with the efforts in Afghanistan through the Nazarene Fund? What do we know?
1: I I will tell you, um, I wrote to uh, one of the guys who's in charge of the operations, and he said... I am on 56 text threads and 48 uh, channels encrypted right now. I I, I can't answer. Um, so mm. I know two days ago, um, I had really good news, really good news. Um, but we are in the middle of something that I can't get the answer on where we are on that process and but i hope to in a few days be able to have some great news all right let me
0: let me sorry no it's all right let me back up and separate this completely from the nazarene fund okay for a second you saw the uh testimony of anthony blinken yeah he gave a lot of facts about what was going on on the ground in afghanistan did he he well he he said they were facts yeah they're not facts they're not facts they're not facts he was saying there's you know uh, a yeah, hundred, maybe a hundred people still on the ground that are Americans. That, from what I've understood, that I, does not seem accurate.
1: I, I can't wait to share the information with you. Hopefully in the next couple of days. We, if we, it, all, it it will prove him to be a liar on so many fronts. On so many fronts.
0: We had Ted Cruz on the other day. Mm-hmm. And Ted said, you mentioned to him, we have this information we would like to get it to you. And he said, I'm talking to Anthony Blinken in 12 minutes. Can you get it to me by then? <laughs> yeah. I assume that didn't occur. It didn't occur. It's gonna take we some are, time. We but this are. is gonna be investigated. This is really gonna be looked oh, into afterward.
1: Um, we are right now, we have uh, one or two staff members that are just taking everything and what in the business is called a TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is- Not like the, the, the short videos where no. you do the, the fun dances. Uh, no, it has nothing to do with China. Okay. It puts <clears> everything in uh, order of time. So you will see the conversations, the emails, the arguments between all of the players in real time. Mm. We're organizing it that way. So you can just follow along and go, oh, wow, that was bad. Ooh, that was, hmm. And you'll be able to understand it uh, in, in its flow. And it won't be released to the public first. It will be released to uh, those who have the balls to say, I think you perjured yourself. Mm. So there's a lot to come on that one. Whole oh, lots. Let me
0: switch gears. Uh, this is unrelated to your special, Afghanistan or any of this. You've been talking off the air a lot about what's coming on the economy. And I know you've been kind of building some stuff looking forward on that. It's, that's going to be part of the show.
1: I think radio. that's next Wednesday. We're debating which one we're going to do first. We have a COVID special that's really important. I have a constitutional special and then I have a economic. So far I think the economic one is coming up next Wednesday. Um, but we are, we are closer than any time in my lifetime and I think closer than any time since on economics since the Great Depression And certainly, um, I would put it in the same category as uh, 1860. We we are the closest to collapse uh, of of our entire nation that I've ever seen. And I cannot find a total, uh, a better representation of what totally we're facing than 1860. Because 1860 is not just the economy. (laughs) No, it's everything. It's everything. And it is everything. What's coming is everything, is everything. Remember, we talked about this in, in uh, CNN. Um, when the 08 thing I said was coming in 06, mm-hmm. I think is when I was doing this on CNN, I said after that, it will be the everything bubble. And it will take down everything. And it's not just the economy now. It, it is, look how close we are to losing our way just with a general who just says oh i'm going to call my friend in china and tell him i'll warn you if we're going to go to war look how close we are to where government officials will out and out lie under oath look at how close we are on total control of information and spying look how close we are i i personally think if i were a part of this thing on I don't even know, this weekend, uh, you know, uh, to go up and try to, you know, get some answers for the people who were involved in January 6th, which I think is totally legitimate. I think that's a little mini Gitmo if the, this information is true and we go into it tonight. Um, but I think that's just, that just smells like a setup. I wouldn't be a hundred miles away from, from that. That doesn't mean what they're doing is wrong. I don't know. I don't know the organizers or anybody else. It doesn't mean that their cause is not just. I just think, uh, you know, when you have 700 people coming to protest and the government says, let's put razor wire up all around with what the FBI, I don't know if you saw the news today, the FBI made stuff up. Not just about Whitmer, but today they were in uh, testimony uh, of the gymnasts that, yeah. were, okay, that were abused by Nasser. They didn't believe them. And then when they did believe them, they made stuff up. That was under oath today. Our, our government is completely out of control. Completely out of control.
0: Incredible. Uh, Glenn Beck, new uh, special tonight, Weaponizing Crisis, Exposing the Hidden Hand after January 6th. It's on this uh, network right after this program, 9 p.m. Eastern. Of course, the best way to watch is with your subscription to Blaze TV. Go to uh, com slash stew. Enter the promo code stew. That's how they know you like this stupid show. Plus, you'll get access to Glenn's show. So
1: many other things as well. Go. You'll save 10 bucks. I got to go. I got to go change. I got to go change out of this clown suit. Because a real show is coming up and You wore the clown suit on my show, though. Yeah, because this is a clown show. Nobody, You're lucky I wore pants. Nobody watches this show. There's well, no that's re- a way to make sure no one watches the show, if you don't wear pants. Or well. just you don't care because nobody's watching. You know, I, I'm in my bedroom and I got the curtains closed. <laughs> I don't have to wear pants because nobody's watching. Same with your show. Same. It's well, like a show. I'd be watching. With the curtains and closed. I appreciate you closing the curtain, at least for that aspect
0: of it, uh, Glenn Beck. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Make sure to uh, check out studosamerica.com, links to everything that you need. You know. Merch and social media and all the links to all the episodes of the show. You can check out the show on Facebook as well. Make sure you go there and subscribe. we got a lot of new things we're adding there uh, as we're going forward here in the next couple of weeks. So if you're not already on the Facebook page, you're not already following us there, please do so. We'd really appreciate it. Um, OK, so COVID news. This is something that I'm going to break here for the first time. I don't know that anyone else has said this. Uh, COVID sucks. I don't I don't like it. I think it's bad. I'm not pro COVID at all. I'm I'm anti-COVID. I don't like it. I don't like the things associated with it. I mean, I hate to be uh, xenophobic, but I just don't like this Chinese virus. I know. Maybe it's just me. One in every 500 U.S. residents have now died of COVID-19. That's a really terrible thing. Um, We don't. There's nothing other, other to say that one thing that is, I guess, notable is we now know that the absolute minimum Uh, IFR infection fatality rate is 0.2 because 1 in 500 people have already died. So if everyone in the country has had COVID, the IFR of COVID would be 0.2. It's obviously higher than that because not everyone has had COVID. Um, But this is sort of a debate that goes back a long way. In fact, we covered this very early on in the COVID area when Uh, when people were, uh, COVID era, excuse me, when people were talking about Donald Trump and mocking him for saying it was the uh, IFR or CFR was going to be less than one, uh, every single piece of evidence we have shows that he was correct on that assumption. And at the time, the World Health Organization was saying it was 3.4%. No, it's gonna be more like 0.4, 0.5, maybe 0.6, something in that general vicinity. Uh, But... Uh, you know it's an old controversy but why not revisit it um the a u.s judge has blocked new york uh, for their vaccine mandate on healthcare workers this one's pretty interesting now usually there's been a there's been a lot of belief among the in the legal community that Vaccine mandates for healthcare workers are going to be pretty defensible in the courts. This one, um, a judge in Utica, New York, um, said he was blocking the mandate from taking effect on September 27th because it does not allow for exemptions based on workers' religious beliefs. This is a big part of the vaccine mandate um, uh, storyline that goes back long before COVID. We had a situation for a very long time where um, uh, religious exemptions for vaccine mandates were honored you know they were you know people got to get out of the vaccine if they if they had a legitimate um, long uh, believed believed religious um, uh, intent and as there were some breakouts in certain areas there was a belief that they were being abused uh, that they would people would write exemptions for health reasons um, for uh, for religious ex- exemptions, and they wouldn't actually be legitimate. So they tried to start stripping these things out. It's funny because the people who were actually trying to fight for these at one point were the left. They wanted all these exemptions because they were largely the anti-vaxxers at the time. Um, that's, you know, obviously in the media at least has changed. Who knows what's true anymore? Um, but I will say uh, it's funny because they said that when they stripped out the religious Exemptions from all of these rules. What they saw was more health exemptions. People are like, "Oh, well, I guess I'm sick." Instead, the bottom line is, you can't force people to do this stuff. It just doesn't work. It's not a sensible thing. Uh, It's not a good idea. Let people make their own decisions uh, is the way that I would I would like to go. Now, they can obviously put in a religious exemption, and that could very easily uh, turn this around. There haven't been a lot of successes fighting against healthcare mandates. Now, probably, and this might surprise you because I think a lot of people would think the most uh, i don't know defensible vaccine mandate would be with healthcare workers i mean they're you know around it all the time they're already in the hospitals maybe a lot of people can understand that um actually the most defensible one is probably the military first of all you have a commander-in-chief who says basically gets to kind of say whatever he wants secondly the military has a million requirements in this arena already. In fact, the military if you are already requires the MMR vaccine, even if you've already had it. They just give you another one. They're just like, I don't care if you had it when you were a kid. You have to get it again when you go in the military. And, you know, you go back to, uh, there, you know, George Washington himself uh, in the, <laughs> the Revolutionary War had a vaccine mandate for his soldiers. So this goes back. This is a large part of U.S. history. This one I do expect to hold up in court. Um, I'll be pretty surprised if they overturn it. We will see going forward. And I don't know, does this prevent if there's a vaccine mandate in our military? Does this prevent Nicki Minaj from joining? That's a huge question for our country right now. We obviously need the powerful force of Nicki Minaj in our military somehow, and this might prevent it. We, need, we may need to rethink this. Nikki is not vaccinated. She's still putting thought into it. Oh, I don't know. I, it's been, basically, we've been at home for like 19 straight months. And I, I feel like everyone's had enough time at this point to think about whether they're going to get it. And if your answer to not to getting it is no, well, fine. But like, you're not going to... You're probably not at this point going to like be like, I'm going to do read one more article and that's going to turn me around on the vaccine in either direction. Right. We've all been sit- talking about this for months and months and months and months and months. I think most people have their mind made up. There is a small section of people uh, who are still on the fence on this thing. And, all right, you know, you talk to them about it. I mean, the best person to talk to is not Anthony Fauci on TV. It's not Joy Reid. It's not even your lovable, slightly overweight host here. Uh, the person to talk to is your freaking doctor. You know, I'm not your dad. Fauci's not your dad. Go talk to your doctor. Let them talk to you about whether you should get the vaccine or not. And then you make your own decision. How about that? But Nikki wants you to know her decision. She says, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His His friend was weeks away from getting married. And now the girl called off the wedding. Wow. That's I mean, that's that's cold, man. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. Well, the last part of that I really like. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know about her cousin's friend's balls. I don't know how they are. I hope they're fine. I mean, who knows how they're doing? But what shows you what he, I, I highlight this mainly because. I can't believe how dumb of a society we are. This is a crazy person. Nicki Minaj is just a crazy person. She's out there saying, I don't know. If she said you if I got vaccinated, my arms turned to a cyclo, to, to uh, crab arms, and I came with one eye like a cyclops, and I exploded. Or she said, uh, a vaccine will make you um, be able to land your high school sweetheart in three hours. Whatever she Whatever she says should not be interesting to the American people about vaccines. She's a rapper. Uh, What possible? She has no expertise. She doesn't seem to know anything about these things. She's just telling a story, and, like, that's totally her right, right? She can go on Twitter and tweet something she heard from her cousin's friend in Trinidad, right? That should not change the health response of a nation. Can we at least get there on the agreement scale? However, guess what happened? Nikki. Minaj tweeted about her cousin's friend's balls and then the people, the health officials in Trinidad had to actually respond to it.
2: One of the reasons we could not respond yesterday <laughs> in real time yeah. to Miss Minaj is that we had to check and make sure that what she was claiming was either true or false. Mm, mm-hmm. We did. We, and unfortunately, we wasted so much time yesterday running down this false claim. It is, as far as we know, at this point in time, there has been no such reported either side effect or adverse event. And what was sad about this is that it wasted our time yesterday (laughs) trying to track down because we take all these claims seriously, whether it's on social media or mainstream media. As we stand now, there is absolutely no reported such side effect <laughs> or adverse event of testicular swelling in Trinidad or, I dare say, Dr. Hines, anywhere else. None that we know of, None that we know of anywhere else in the world. <laughs> okay. So. I think what fascinates me about this story is,
0: first of all, he has to apologize as to why he didn't immediately respond to a Nicki Minaj tweet. He's like running the health department of a country. And then he has to go through and we wasted so much time. Whose fault is that exactly? Why are you responding to Nicki Minaj and her ridiculous stories? Who cares what she says? Why would anyone care what she says? I, I, but this is the world we live in. We are now in a position where our our social media sites are controlling the actions of health departments in nations. Congratulations, world. You really nailed it this time. You know, go to stewdoesamerica.com there you can find the YouTube page you and comment on YouTube whenever you like during the show. This one comes in from yesterday's show. We were talking about the Hypocrite's Ball, the Met Gala with AOC hanging out there. A socialist Democrat going to a party that celebrates the obscene capitalism, literally the definition of hypocrisy. AOC ran out of crayons and coloring books. You know what? And whose fault is that? Capitalism's fault. Why didn't they provide her with free crayons and free coloring books? We'll never know. Uh, Thank you so much for the comment. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. We really do appreciate when you do such things. Also, you can review the show on a podcast wherever you happen to listen. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. You should know that going in. A quick review, it's great. Whatever is fine. I don't care what you say as long as you say something and put five stars next to it. Uh, Here is the review from the day. One day, I went to Taco Bell after you and Jeffy were talking about a new taco. It was amazing. My order number was 18, and my hot sauce said, first of all, on it. I then knew I was there and I needed to be, uh, listening uh, listening. I think it's supposed to be listening to the right podcast.' been listening every day since. Love the show. I do think Taco Bell should sponsor your show, or at least let you eat for free, like forever. I totally agree with that. I'm having deja vu. I feel like I talk about Taco Bell so much that I feel like I've already talked about that, but I do appreciate it. Thank you so much. And remember, when you review this show positively, it not only helps this podcast, but it hurts other podcasts, and that's the most important thing. Uh, Joe Biden is meeting with Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin to try to bully them into uh, voting for the $3.5 trillion monstrosity they're trying to get uh, forced through with 50 votes, all Democrats on party lines. Uh, So far, both of them have written op-eds saying they're not going to do these types of things. Manchin in particular has come out and said, I'm not spending $3.5 trillion. He's in a little bit of a fight with AOC about it. Uh, A lot of that is theater, um, but it is one of those things where the most likely scenario is it's just not 3.5 trillion dollars. They come down to 2.5 or 2.7 or 2 or 1.7 or whatever it is, a bunch of money we don't have, and, they, and then Manchin can say, "Look, I held the line. I mean, this is incredible. What a great job I've done." Uh, the, the issue there is they have to keep AOC on board. And if there's anything you can do with your social media, very politely, tweet to AOC and encourage her with no sarcasm. Encourage her to, to hold the line against Joe Manchin. Don't if it drops one dollar left at less than three point five trillion dollars, you should pull your vote, AOC, from that the reconciliation bill, because they need the squad to pass the one point two trillion dollars, let alone the additional three point five. It is a really narrow path they have here, but usually Democrats come through in these situations and mindlessly spend your money no matter what. We'll follow how it goes back in a second. Congratulations to our illustrious president of the United States, Joe Biden, who has won yet another award, this time Person of the Year for the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan. Congratulations to Taliban Joe. Oh, you're going to love this uh, shirt. We've commemorated it on a shirt and a mug. You can take it to work, and people will absolutely love when they're talking to you and you're sipping your coffee out of a mug with that on the side of it. You can get it at TalibanJoeMerch.com. Okay, so here's what happened. Galveston Beach, a strange man walking on the beach by himself. Look a little closer. He's wearing weird, like, work overalls or sort of a work gear, and he's got... A white mask on look a little closer it's a Michael Myers mask he's dressed like Michael Myers now that's a little creepy then you see that he's holding a bloody knife Uh, now obviously your first guess is he's must have murdered Jamie Lee Curtis again uh, because he (laughs) seems to do that like every year or two but no no not this time this time it was a lawyer who was (laughs) just dressed up as Michael Myers with a bloody knife because he thought it would be funny turned out pretty funny he got arrested on the side of the beach uh, his answer i don't really get the joke i gotta say i don't necessarily get the joke and also you're doing it in texas you're just carrying around a bloody knife in texas did we not learn anything from the great clown scare of 2016 i mean weren't they attacking the clowns all over the place don't freak people out in texas they have weapons